0: Peterson experience
1: on vSIN, the sports betting network.
2: This is a Greg Peterson experience right here on vSIN, the sports betting network, and we are in the middle of 56 hours of live free streaming right here on vSIN.com. So we've got you guys all covered all throughout the Super Bowl. It's going to be an absolutely amazing experience and You know what? Over the next three hours, we're going to be hitting on as many things as humanly possible to be able to get you guys set for the Super Bowl. I, myself, I enjoy the NFL, but at the same time, I dive into a lot of other sports as well, so you're going to be getting a lot of cross-sports props, if I can say that correctly. With regards to this show, we're going to be taking a look at ways to be able to make money outside of just your traditional, like, oh, are we going to have, like, Cam Acres wind up having a fumble or anything like that. We're going to go outside of that. We're going to go with some more things in which you're able to put it to work. Some of your NBA handicapping, your NHL handicapping, in my case, college basketball handicapping. So we're going to have some fun with that because I always say it on this show. It doesn't matter what you wind up betting on, whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it be like one of the big games that we wind up seeing in college basketball, like. Right behind me, I'm at Circa right now. You've got a bunch of people are cashing tickets because they want to firing in on this UFC card. That's a good way to be able to get to the window. Or if you're betting on something like we're going to be seeing on Sunday with Stony Brook versus Maine. When we talk about the big game, we are not talking about Stony Brook versus Maine, though. I think it's going to be a fun one. Total opened up right around 139, 140. That was way too high. So I might have taken that under, but there's just so many ways... To be able to make money on the super bowl this year because what you're going to be finding is that there's just so many different options that you wind up having it's unlike any other game because we have seen it the last few years out here in las vegas you get more and more player props every week when it comes to the nfl typically they were reserved a little bit more for bigger games when i moved out here in 2017 you typically find a lot more of these props for things like monday night football thursday night football these standalone games now they become a little bit more steady throughout the season. You're able to find them just on your normal Sunday games. So that has been certainly a little bit more of a boom. And it's been a nice way to be able to take a look at things other than traditional sides and totals. Before, it used to really only be a lot of these postseason games. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, you wind up getting special games, standalone games. And now with the Super Bowl, they've. Get, They always have offered these, but now you're able to go further and further down the card. You just take a look at what DraftKings has right now. I mentioned a few of these on the show yesterday, but you've got various things like with regards to the NBA game between the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics, things like, will there be more points and rebounds by Jason Tatum? or more Matthew Stafford pass attempts. And you're laying a half, by the way, with regards to the Jason Tatum points and rebounds. But I mean those are the things that you're able to take a look at. And the Super Bowl has become not just about the game itself, but it's also involved things like pop culture. I still remember a few years ago, this isn't necessarily quite pop culture, but this certainly was something that was a big trend. You may recall that the Houston Astros were going through the cheating scandal and... Unfortunately, if you wind up having this bet, it wound up getting voided because this was back for during the Chiefs versus the 49ers Super Bowl. But you were figuring with all the fans in the sands, a full 162 game season that you would see the Houston Astros get beamed a lot during the 2020 season. So there was actually a prop out there that I believe that it was put out there by stations in which would there be more intentional hit by pitches on Houston Astros players, or would there be more points in the Super Bowl? So I mean, you're able to get really exotic with these. And what I think is really good is for one, take a look at what you actually know. Don't wind up firing up action. If you aren't very good at like gauging kicker props or something like that, it's not the time in which to take five kicker props. If at the same time, you're really good at being able to identify guys that, Might wind up getting a lot of receiving yards. That's a little bit more in your wheelhouse. You want to be able to take a look at that. Another thing that I will throw out there as well is that you don't want to be doing a whole lot of blind tailing with the Super Bowl because everyone, including probably your own parents, wind up having a take on the Super Bowl, even if your parents are much like mine, and they really don't watch a lot of football. I've got a a mother that I very much love and admire, but at the same time, She is the type of fan. And I still remember I was watching a Milwaukee Brewers game last year. Josh Lindblom winds up giving up a home run to the first batter. She was the type that was like, Josh Lindblom needs to be pulled from the game. I had to remind her that he needed to face three batters before he could be pulled from the game. There are those overreactionary folks that my mom is certainly one of them. She knows absolutely nothing about the Rams. She knows absolutely nothing about the Bengals. And yet I'm getting texts from her saying, Oh yes, this player right here, he's going to go off for hundred yards. So like everyone has an opinion, go with what you actually believe is going to hit. Don't wind up going, well, this guy on Twitter with 57 followers, he gave out what he called his stone cold blood pipe lock of the century. That's not necessarily what you want to be going about now. Over here at VSAM, we've got various guides to be able to help you get, to help you out. The big game betting guide is certainly terrific and utilize a lot of resources because when it comes to people that throw out there their opinions, it, I do think that it's good to be able to utilize it as a resource. Don't wind up doing at the same time having a system in which someone winds up putting out their templates. You just wind up backing all of them. You don't wind up shopping for the juice. You take a look at some of the yardage props. Let's say that they wind up getting like 55 on one, you take like over 60 on another. Those five yards that's very significant, so that is not the way to be necessarily going about it. And it does go into another thing as well with the Super Bowl, you're going to be finding so many different books, whether it be DraftKings, whether it be the books out here in Las Vegas, whether it be just a book out there on the East Coast. They're going to be offering a whole bunch of specials. There's probably going to be at some point someone that's offering. Hey, you wind up putting a $1 bet down. You're able to get a hundred back on like, will there be a completed pass in the super bowl? They wind up making it so that way something winds up happening, but at the same time, you know, that it's going to cash, no matter what they always do a clever job that way, you're going to be able to take advantage of a lot of those. And I do think that now is the best time to be able to go in on them. It's sort of like when we wind up doing Christmas shopping, for instance, you wind up having all those black Friday deals, Pretty much the Super Bowl is black Friday deals here for a lot of these sports books. They want to get you into the, into the facilities. They want you to be able to utilize the apps that they're putting out there. I know that many of you guys out there in the great state of New York wanted to getting legalized sports betting just a few weeks ago with regards to a lot of the apps, everything like that. So that is something that you want to be utilizing at your own disposal because you always want to be trying to get the maximum when it comes to those promotions. So Be sure to be doing that if at all possible. Some of you guys out there in newer jurisdictions with sports betting as well are probably finding more and more offerings as well. And the more outs that you're able to get with regards to these props, the better because you're going to be finding it throughout the Super Bowl when it comes to all these yardage props, when it comes to just what you're able to get in general with regards to the juice on. Yes, no interception, for instance, for someone like a Joe Burrow, someone like a Matthew Stafford it is all going to be varying a little bit more. And the odds of finding like the same exact yardage on a specific prop from book to book is very slim. Let's say that one book is offering for like Joe Mixon. Maybe it's like rushing yards. He winds up having like a 55. I'm just spitballing right here. I'm not saying that that's the actual number, but let's say that one book winds up having 55. For instance, next book that you wind up going to, they're unlikely to have 55. It might wind up being 52. It might wind up being 56. It might be somewhere in the middle of that, but it's unlikely that you're going to be finding the same number twice. Go with what you like and try to be able to get the best number possible because you have no idea when those yards are going to be coming into play. Now, when it comes to sports betting, as we know, the number a lot of times it doesn't wind up coming into play. Like in college basketball on Saturday, you wind up having Oregon versus Cal. It was toggling between 14 and 14 and a half. It didn't matter which one you wound up taking because, well, the game landed on 14, but the team that was an underdog wound up winning the game outright in Cal. So, I mean, you could have taken 12, you could have taken 13, you could have taken 14, you could have taken 27, you could have taken two. No matter what you wound up taking with regards to points for Cal, you wound up being able to get there. There's a lot of those that wind up happening. Don't be discouraged if this winds up happening with a lot of your props. When you do wind up taking these good numbers, it is going to lead you to be more profitable, not just in this game, but just moving forward in general. And that's really the goal when it comes to sports betting. Don't just take a bunch of props because you think, oh, we're just going to have a good time with it. If I wind up wasting my bankroll, I wind up wasting my bankroll. Now, obviously, it's a case in which you don't need to necessarily be a stickler and not go off the reservation entirely. But at the same time, it's a case in which. You wanna be able to make a little bit of money on this one. And hey, if you are going out there having some props for more of just leisure, I think is the best way of being able to put it. That's a case in which maybe you don't wind up putting up your actual bankroll units that you typically use when you're handicapping, say the NBA, NHL, college basketball. Maybe instead you utilize the money that you use to go to the movie theater on a Thursday or Toy Latte, something like that, because You don't want to be putting your bankroll in ruin because you want to firing in on a prop with like coaches challenges in the second quarter or something like that. That's not necessarily the way that you want to be going about it. And you do have a lot of ways to be able to make it a successful Super Bowl as well, because you're going to have a lot of long shots as well. There's going to be more opportunities than you're going to find in a normal game to be able to hit something that is well North of 10 to one, because you've got so many different things that, they wind up breaking it down quarter by quarter. Obviously when it comes to normal NFL games, you're able to get first touchdown. That is something that is now very widely offered, but at the same time, you're going to be able to go in on, will there be like a spread for like the third quarter, or first quarter you're able to get like first five and a half minutes first six minutes. Will there be a score or not? So, There's a lot of things that are coming about, and we've got you guys covered with regards to our lineup all throughout v We're going to be having everything going down, including the Big Billy Walters interview. That is going to be at noon Eastern time. That is going to be 9 a.m. Pacific. We've got coming up tomorrow just the full lineup, point spread Sunday, the Lombardi line from 10 a.m. Eastern. You've got that at 7 a.m. Pacific. We've got you all the way through the kickoff and we've got you with the back cast in the game and coming up next we're going to be taking a look at some of these props right here on VSIP esports bank network
1: Himself on VSEN, the sports betting network.
2: Winners and Winners wants to give VSEN listeners their expert picks on the big game. They are giving you the side and the total, as well as their top ten prop bets for free no strings attached no obligations just their super bowl best bets on the house even if you've already made a bet or you have one in mind you just want to take a look at a second option look at their big game analysis and predictions just text vsin to area code 571 slash winners slash one that's vcin to area code 571 winners slash one as it is a great peterson experience right here on Vison the sports bank network and we've got you covered with everything throughout here for this big giant weekend 56 hours of free coverage right here on vcin.com and wherever you're watching this you're able to catch us on fubo sling list goes on and on How about if we start right here with regards to passing props and a little bit of a programming alert before we wind up hitting this is that we've got Wes Reynolds does a terrific job over here at the network area. to catch him all throughout the week. He is always on various shows and typically on weekends he is always doing the visa and green zone along with betting across America, taking a look at all the big action that's happening during the NFL games on Sundays, the college football games on Saturdays as well. He's going to be transitioning to college basketball more within the next week or two as well as he does a great job there, but he's going to be joining me. We're going to be getting some of his best bets. We're going to be talking with him about his take on the side in total as well. But how about if we take a look at the tail of the tape between these two quarterbacks, try to find some money if there is any to be had with regards to some of these player props and And take a look at it. Both of these gentlemen have thrown quite a few interceptions. And if you're going to be taking a look at some of these interception props, which is something that I am going to be taking a look at personally, you're going to find these a little bit more juiced up because you take a look at it this season. Joe Burrow wound up throwing 14 interceptions during the regular and postseason. Meanwhile, you've got yourself Matthew Stafford having thrown 17 and... With regards to Joe Burrow right now, his odds of throwing an interception, the over is currently at minus 145 in a lot of books. This is a reason why in the first segment I told you guys to shop around because you're going to be finding this ranging quite a bit. You might be able to find a little bit better. You might be able to find a little bit worse. I do think that it is very important to take a look at, but his interception prop with regards to the over, a lot of the places you're finding it right in that neighborhood of about a 145. With Matthew Stafford, it's right around a minus 155, but when it comes to Joe Burrow himself, his passing yards right now, finding that at DraftKings at 276.5, over is minus 105, under is minus 125, the passing touchdowns. The over on 1.5 is minus 160, obviously, and it's a little bit chalky, and I do think that something that is going to be very important when it comes to taking a look at some of these props as well is just taking a look at the juice because with regards to the Joe Burrow touchdown prop that I just wanted mentioning, you saw on the screen at minus 165, we're seeing in some spots over of 1.5 touchdowns is up to minus $2 now. And when it comes to some of these props, because you always hear about the Number of 52.38% as being a real break-even mark out in sports betting. That's on a minus 110 spread. So as you wind up going progressively up and up, that break-even mark it goes higher and higher. So like with minus two dollars, you need to hit two out of every three bets just to be able to break even. That's 66.6666 repeating percent and. I don't know if you necessarily want to be trying to hit two thirds, just to be able to break even that's before you make any profit whatsoever. So that is something that you do want to be taking a look at. Like with Matthew Stafford, his touchdowns over prop, you're going to be finding it on the screen. It's a little bit better than what we're seeing at DraftKings right now. At DraftKings, his over is minus 225 with regards to passing touchdowns, actually in line with what we've got on the screen right now as well. But that's something that you probably don't want to be Taking too much of a roll of the dice on his interception prop, the over of a half of interception. You're finding it anywhere between like a minus one forty. I'm seeing now as high as more like a minus one fifty, 150, minus one fifty-five passing yards. That's currently at 279 and a half. His passing attempts at 35 and a half. The over is minus 125 longest completion for both guys was at a 38 and a half. And then passing completions itself. Matthew Stafford is at a 24 and a half and I do think that it's really intriguing to take a look at these passing props because you do have two coaches that are sort of cut from the same cloth because when it comes to Sean McVay he actually wound up being the mentor for what you're going to be seeing in this game as well it's going to be Sean McVay's second Super Bowl and it's really weird to say that you've got a Sean McVay coaching tree right now but if you take a look around at the NFL you've got a lot of former Sean McVay assistants who have become head coaches. You're seeing that obviously here with him going up against Zach Taylor, but I do think that it is going to be really fascinating to see how this game winds being called because I do think that both of these teams are actually going to run a little bit more than what we might be expecting. So I'd be taking a look at things like passing attempts, especially if you think that the team is going to be ahead because as we know, when a team is ahead, typically they're going to get a little bit more conservative. They're going to try to, set the tone, be able to run the ball, utilize a little bit more clock. I do think that that is something that you want to be taking a look at with regards to these. And you take a look at both of these front sevens and both do a relatively solid job of being able to get to the quarterback, especially a Ram team. That was number three in the NFL of being able to get sacks throughout the season. You do have a Bengal secondary that I will say, I think is one of the better ones and one of the more underrated ones out there in the NFL headlined by someone like an Eli Apple. So I do think that that is something that you want to be taking a look at with regards to these passing props. And I do think that with regards to passing props and just really all these props in general, they are sort of props in which they're reliant upon a couple different things because you can really like Matthew Safford, but you don't want to be taking like an over on his pass attempts, pass completions if if it's just Matthew Safford and Matthew Safford alone. It's one of those things in which, the actual situation itself is going to dictate it. It's one of these things where I think that a lot of these props, they sort of tie into one another as well. And what I think is going to be really important if you're looking for just strategy with being able to layer these props together is trying to be able to avoid just a complete and utter calamity where If you wind up being wrong with regards to how you think Matthew Stafford is going to wind up performing, or if you're wrong with how you think that Joe Burrow is going to wind up performing, that you don't wind up having, instead of just one or two lost bets, have like five, six, seven lost bets. It's sort of taking the Wall Street approach to diversity. If you wind up having like a retirement portfolio, you don't want your entire um, You don't want your entire retirement portfolio to be going down because of one or two bad reports, one or two companies that wind up doing badly. You don't want to be burning out there. And you don't want that to be happening with regards to your Super Bowl Sunday either. So I do think that that's something that is very important to throw out there. But when it comes to the passing props, if I'm looking at overs, I'd be looking at them a little bit more with Joe Burrow rather than Matthew Stafford, because with Matthew Stafford, we have seen him for one be someone that throws a couple too many interceptions. I do think that that is something that really needs to be coming to mind. I do think that Sean McVay has this in mind as well. Now, when it comes to Stafford, he has shown some very good ability to be able to mount fourth quarter comebacks dating back all the way to his time with the Detroit Lions. The problem with his comebacks when he was with the Detroit Lions is that nobody was noticing because they weren't necessarily as much in the bigger situations. The team was already out of it with regards to the playoffs because, well, they're the Detroit lions. And even when they were relatively solid, it was just one of those cases as well that it wound up getting shoved under the bus a little bit because it was in Detroit as well. But I do take a look at Joe Burrow and I do think that the game is going to be on his shoulders a little bit more. And I feel like with regards to Joe Burrow, he does have a little bit more of a pass catching running back with regards to what he's able to utilize because you take a look at the LA Rams throughout this entire postseason. Sony, Michelle, and Cam Akers have had a combined eight catches, so that's something that I think needs to be brought into account as well. Joe Mixon a very good back out of the backfield to be able to catch a ball, so I do think that that is something that does lead to Joe Burrow having a little bit more of a likelihood to be able to go over his passing prop, rather than a Matthew Stafford and when it comes to the LA Rams as well, you did wind up seeing the news that Daryl Henderson is going to be active in this game. I have not seen him up on the board as of right now with regards to a lot of these props. I have to think that there are going to be quite a few places that are going to be offering his props, probably more towards the morning of the game. You might wind up seeing them come up late at night. And if I do wind up seeing these at all throughout the show, I will let you guys know because I, I don't know if you've fired in on any of them, but I haven't been able to find any myself. So that's the thing in which we're all sort of in the blind on that ourselves. And I really do think that bookmakers sort of in the blind on that because we had no idea that he was going to be active. Sort of like Cam Akers going into game number one of the postseason in that game against the Arizona Cardinals. Really up until a few days before, and we did not know that he was going to be good to go because he wanted missing the entirety of the season. Henderson. He has been out for quite a while for the Rams. So that makes things a little bit more unique. That makes things a little bit more tricky in in regards to being able to gauge these props. But what I think is going to be very fascinating is just taking a look at how these... Props are going to be interwoven how one player's performance is going to be affecting the performance of another and we're going to be hitting upon that throughout the show tonight and something else that we're going to be hitting upon the best bets of one west reynolds he does an absolutely terrific work he does absolutely terrific work over here at the network You're able to catch him every single weekend doing live updates for us hosting a lot of our shows and he's going to be joining me next right here on vson esports bank network
1: Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Coming up tomorrow, or if you're out there on the East Coast, technically coming up today, Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of sports betting, is going to be sitting down with v for only his second interview ever. His first was with 60 Minutes and now he's going to be joining legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger for an in-depth conversation discussing current events that are happening in sports betting, advice of gamblers based on his life experiences as a sports bettor, and he's going to be going through his upcoming memoirs as well. This is an exclusive interview only available on v the sports betting Network, and to be able to watch a complete interview that is going to be airing if you're out there on the East Coast, noon Eastern time today. If you're out here on the West Coast, 9 a.m. Pacific time. And that'll be on Sunday morning. And that is only on Beeson.com. As we are back here on the Greg Peterson Experience with myself, Greg Eves Pearson. And it is great to be joined by our guests. He might not be getting his own 60 minutes exclusive, but this man does a terrific job of being able to scour the betting board. And, hey, hopefully one day we'll be able to get you that exclusive as we've got Wes Reynolds joining me. You're able to follow him at Wes Reynolds and then the number one. And my friend, it's great to have you on tonight. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Good to be with you, Greg. Thanks for having me.
2: Great to have you aboard. I want to touch on something before we wind up diving into some of the bets that you've placed here on the Super Bowl and something I was talking about a little bit earlier, because I do think that what is really important with regards to the Super Bowl is obviously having a fun time, obviously trying to be able to get to the window as much as humanly possible. But what else I think is important is just avoiding a complete and utter disaster, where if you wind up having a bunch of bets tied to each other, if they all wind up losing, it just causes for a really, really bad Sunday. It causes for a really, really bad bankroll experience in general. What is some advice that you might want to give to folks that are going to be firing it on the Super Bowl, whether it be their first time or multiple times to just avoid the absolute worst of the worst?
1: Yeah, and Greg, this is more geared to a lot of the first-time bettors that are joining us for our marathon coverage here at the Super Bowl right here on Visa and a lot of maybe some inexperienced or novice or even first-time bettors. And, you know, it's a general rule is to number one, go with your first instinct. You want to listen to the chatter and listen to what people are saying, but you don't have to exactly follow them. A wise man once told me, listen to everyone, but follow no one. You got to go with your initial instinct. Don't be wishy-washy. Don't get talked back and forth. Don't listen to all the chatter. That's really kind of meaningless, especially on this game. When it's a standalone game, like the Super Bowl, which has so much money, and so much volume in the market, you're going to hear, okay, this team, this side's the sharp side and this side's the square side. That's nonsense when you get to a game like the Super Bowl. There's no pros versus Joes type of situation here. There are pros on the Rams, just like there are pros on the Bengals. There are Joes on the Rams, just like there are Joes on the Bengals. And the same thing with the over and then the under. So if you're just like playing side and total, go with your first instinct. Uh, for maybe newer betters that I know want to get involved in that prop market, maybe just kind of narrow your volume a little bit, you know, don't have 15 or 20 props. I mean, have maybe two or three, you know, just to kind of get your feet wet and kind of get used to it. Because with this getting legal all across the country now, Greg, I think people just want to dive in, you know, they get those sign-up bonuses and they want to dive right in. But you know, take it easy and learn a little bit. And then as you get more experience, then you can have heavier volume or a heavier slate of props.
2: I'm right there with you, Wes. I think that that is very good advice just because something is on the board. doesn't mean that you have to take, a receiving prop, a kicking prop, a right. tackles prop. You don't need to dive into every one of them. If you do really well with like receiving props, maybe just focus a little bit more there. So I think that that is very well said. I think that that's terrific advice. And Wes, when it comes to the Super Bowl for some of the bets that you've placed, obviously we've got just the side of the Bengals catching four points, Rams laying four, and then the total of 48 and a half. Have you done anything with either the side or the total?
1: Yeah. The only thing I did with the side, Greg, I took four and a half with the Bengals, but it's not really a true position. It's just kind of like a, a hedge off the Rams 15 to one future that I have from the summer. So basically what I try to call it, I, I term it as a hedge middle, if you will, because obviously if there's a hedge and the Bengals, you know, win the game, then they're going to cover that number. My Rams future is to put but I've at least made a little bit of money with either outcome, but I went ahead and took the four and a half. I probably could have kept it simple and just taken the money line, but I decided to take the four and a half because look, the Rams winning by one, two, three, or four, I think is very feasible in this game. So we're going to try to see if we can hit both, but at least made money on that end.
2: Yeah. But I'm right there with you as well, because I do think that this is going to be a field goal game. So I want to take him for myself with the Cincinnati Bengals. And then when it comes to the player prop market, is there anything that you've really been trying to take a look at? Because I just mentioned it, maybe specializing in like receiving props, kicking props, something along those lines. Have you really been diving into one or two specific markets or has it been a little bit more all over the place with you?
1: A little all over the place. I do have a few rushing props and I took both quarterbacks under burrow is like 12 and a half now, 11 and a half Stafford under five and a half. Uh, Both these teams I do think might end up struggling to run the ball here because you have the Rams defense that's obviously one of the tops in terms of not only rushing the passer, but also stopping the run. And I just think it's going to be difficult for these guys to, to run the ball a little bit. So what you saw in that AFC championship game against the Chiefs is that they need to get Burrow out of the pocket because remember he got sacked nine times by Tennessee, but only once by Kansas city. They don't need burrow necessarily to run the ball, but they need him to kind of get out of the pocket a little bit, because I don't think the Rams are going to be blitzing a lot here because Joe burrow, number one in the league against the blitz 11.2 yards in a So the Rams are going to try to get home with that front four. They're going to try to get home with Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and company and the entire defensive line and not have to do a lot of exotic blitzing. So, what I think you're going to see the Bengals try to do is use that Rams speed on the defensive line up front against them and maybe throw some screens and throw some dump offs and the, some safety valve. So that's why I like Mixon over his receiving yards, not necessarily his rushing yards, even though I didn't bet the under there, but over 25 and a half receiving yards. I know P Ryan caught the big pass against Kansas city the previous week, but if you look at the two playoff games before against the Raiders and against the Tennessee Titans didn't really do much. So that's kind of recency bias on P Ryan. So when I look at that, I go P Ryan under 15 and a half rushing and receiving yards combined, because I still think Mixon is going to basically be the workhorse running back for Cincinnati.
2: And I think that when it comes to being able to gauge the rushing props of Cincinnati, it's a little bit easier than those of the Rams, just because when it came to the Rams, it was really Sony Michelle who was the main guy during the regular season. And then during the postseason, you wound up seeing things get kicked over to Cam Akers a little bit more, who wound up doing a great job of coming off of a cataclysmic injury, but at the same time. I feel a little bit jaded with regards to the Rams running back situation, just because now you've got Daryl Henderson, who's going to be available Mm -hmm. in this game. He could wind up getting a whole boatload of carries. He might wind up getting zero touches in this game. I just have absolutely no idea. And I think that that makes things very murky from the Rams side. If anything, I'd be taking a look at some unders with Cam Akers.
1: Yeah. And another way maybe to play that too, is one that I added actually earlier tonight Mixing minus a dollar ten to have more rushing yards than Cam Akers because I don't know what the workload is really going to be. We saw that Akers was the main back uh, against Tampa Bay. A little bit less though; so, it was a little bit more of an even split with Akers and Michelle carries because Akers against Tampa Bay, of course, had two fumbles. And Sony Michelle, you know, he's more of the goal line back anyway, and he's more sure handed. Sony Michelle never fumbles. He's not a home run hitter like Cam Akers, where he's gonna spring long runs, but now you add Henderson into that. And I don't think Henderson is going to be a high usage back tomorrow night, but he might get a couple touches. I mean, and that's going to take it away from Akers or Sony Michelle. So yeah, that's why I didn't necessarily play the under on the individual running backs for the Rams, but I do would lay one ten that Joe Mixon has more rushing yards than Cam
2: Akers. And Wes, we've got about a minute left. As we know, with the Super Bowl, you're able to fire in on many different props that you wouldn't be able to do during the regular season. During the regular season, you're able to dive into like receiving yards, any time touchdown, things like that. When it comes to more of a Super Bowl-based prop, like any team to score three times, is an example I'll throw out there for this question. Is there anything that you really dove into with regards to props that typically you wouldn't be able to find on a normal Sunday?
1: Yeah, I did a couple, Greg. I did Rams first time out minus fifteen. The Rams have called the first time out in their last nine games, the first time out of the game. Sean McVay, if he doesn't like something, will burn that time out immediately. He does not save his timeouts or hoard him like golden nuggets or anything. So he will go ahead and spend those. So I played that one. And I also played players with a passing attempt over two and a half plus a dollar 60. So we know Stafford and Burrow are going to throw the ball, right? But I think you could see Jamar chase on an end around throwing a pass or maybe Odell Beckham or a punter. Uh, Johnny Hecker is one of the better fake punters in all of the NFL. So played over two and a half players that throw a pass tomorrow.
2: I think that that's going to be a really good look. We do wind up seeing everything get pulled out during the super bowl. And we pulled out all the stops on this show to get Wes Reynolds on Wes, Always great to have you aboard. Thank you. You got it, Greg. Thank you. There he is. Wes Reynolds does a terrific job over here at the network. And coming up next, going to be taking a look at some receiving props right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Esports Bank Network.
1: himself on VSIN, the Sports
2: Betting Network. VSIN is your number one source for getting ready for the big game. This week we've got 56 hours of free video coverage on vsin.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. And to make you a smarter, better, we have some of the biggest names just all around to get you set for the big game Brett Musburger is going to be sitting down with Billy Walters for an exclusive one-on-one you're going to be able to catch that at noon eastern time 9 a.m pacific right here on visa.com other notable names you wound up having Pete Rose on, actually, the VEASAN BetCast a few hours ago. Michael Simon, Chris Berman, and have Mike Pereira on their list goes on and on. And plus, we've got a big game special. It is only $39. That is at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're getting everything that we're doing right now. You're going to be getting the college basketball betting guide when we wind up getting into March Madness. I will be hard at work on that and so much more as it is a Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Eames Peterson. And... Speaking of college basketball, coming up in the next hour, we're going to be taking a look at some props that am tying in how teams wind up doing in March Madness with regards to NFL props. So that is going to be a whole lot of fun for those of you guys thinking that Gonzaga is going to make a big run in the NCAA tournament. You might be able to make some money with putting them head to head against some players and their props. So I think that that is going to be fun. And it's what I keep on saying on this show as well. It doesn't matter how you wind up cashing. With regards to the super bowl because you can take the generic side you can take the generic total or you could wind up going with gonzaga winning more games in the ncaa tournament versus insert player here getting more receptions i mean there's so many ways to be able to get to the window on this one and with some of those bets well they're not going to be decided for quite a while but fortunately when it comes to those bets you just wind up holding on to your ticket you wind up having Action for a few months rather than just one night's worth of action. So the joy can wind up lasting for quite a while. The Soros, you're able to prolong it a little bit if you wind up taking like one of those insert team here to win more games in the NCAA tournament than insert player here's receptions. Well, if that player winds up getting eight receptions, I don't think that that's going to get to the window. So you can just watch Jesper Housewives reruns for the next few months while you wait for that to not cash. But how about if we wind up going in on some of these receiving props right now, we're going to keep it a little bit more just with regards to the game in this segment that we're going to dive into more of the crossboard props in the next segment. But when it comes to receiving yard props with regards to this game, you're seeing a little bit of variance with these numbers and they are going to be moving all about. it might wind up moving while I'm on this program. It'll probably be certainly moving as we wind up getting a lot of action tomorrow, because when it comes to Super Bowl, darn near 80 foot, fl- 80 plus percent of the action lines coming in the final 48 hours prior to the game. So you do want to be keeping that in mind. So if you see something that you like and you think it might be moving, you might want to fire in on it right about now. But when it comes to receiving yards right now, Cooper Cup is at the top of the list with regards to his player prop. He is at 104 and a half receiving yards. You've got from there, Jamar Chase at 79 and a half. T. Higgins is at sixty eight You've got Odell Beckham Jr. at 64 and a half. And then Tyler Boyd, Van Jefferson, they're a little bit lower on the list. Jefferson's at 31 and a half. Tyler Boyd is at 40 and a half. And when it comes to all these guys, what I think is going to be very intriguing is to see how some of the ancillary pieces of the Rams wind up doing. One guy that I actually do like with regards to his player prop over is, it's a small one, Sony Michelle at six and a half, just because I do think that there's a bathroom, being able to get just even one reception to be able to get there for you because I do think that Cam Akers usage is going to be significantly lower in this game than a lot of people are thinking. I just go back to what we've all seen throughout the postseason and Cam Akers just does not look like the same guy he was prior to that injury. I know that there are some people that might wind up disagreeing with me, but I do think that that is something that is very important because you take a look at Akers here in the playoffs, he's gotten 54 carries for a buck 51. He's averaging 2.8 yards per carry with two lost fumbles. Is that adding a whole heck of a lot of value to your team? I don't think so. Sonny Michelle, on a per carry basis. He has been much more effective. He was a guy that wound up being able to deliver for the team during the season. Not necessarily a prolific pass catching option, but at the same time during the regular season still wind up hauling in their 21 catches. So I do think that he has a good chance of being able to go over his player prop. When it comes to some of the, for lack of a better term, other guys, I think it's going to be very important to note with regards to the Rams is that they are going to be without their main tight end in Tyler Higby. He has been ruled out for this game, so that means that Kendall Blanton is going to be seeing a little bit more movement with regards to his player props, pulling it up at DraftKings right now. You're able to find Blanton right around 29 and a half. I don't know if I'd want to be necessarily hitching my wagon to someone that is unproven. With Kendall Blanton, he was able to have a nice game in the championship game, but at the same time, just not someone that we really necessarily know a lot about. It's not like this is someone that wound up getting a lot of run during the regular season, wound up getting injured, and now he's back in the fold or something like that. This is a man that during the 2021 season, during the regular season, had four catches. He's got a career, four catches. So That is not something that you want to be necessarily rolling the dice on. Having a guy have his biggest game of his career for all intents and purposes that he's actually intending on playing in be in the Super Bowl. I don't think that that's necessarily how you want to be going about it. Now with Van Jefferson, I think that he's a little bit intriguing because he's really that number three option wound up having a good start to the season. As we know with Odell Beckham Jr. That wound up lessening some of his targets, but If I'm looking anywhere, I probably would be taking a look at an over with him because even with the movement that we've been seeing, he's gotten at least 31 yards in three of the last five games that he's played in, 29 plus yards in four of them. So I do think that he should be able to approach his number. I do think that Stafford is going to be looking his way a little bit, and Cooper Cup is Someone that I feel like is getting a little bit overvalued because typically when it comes to darn near everything, when it comes to just sports betting in general, because typically we talk about, and I'm going to use the air quotes here, public teams, you wind up having those wind up getting bet up. I'm talking about in the MLB teams like the New York Yankees in the NFL. Obviously you've got teams like the Dallas Cowboys, Green Bay Packers. And I feel like you're able to do the same thing with player props as well a player prop of Cooper cup is probably going to be seeing a lot more action than a player prop of we're going to throw out their van Jefferson. We're going to throw out their Kendall Blanton. So I do think that that's important to take a look at. And when it comes to Cooper cup guy is absolutely amazing. I mean, you give him all the credit in the world for the incredible season that he want to put together, but it is a guy that as well, he winds up doing quite a bit of his work after the catch as well. He is a little bit more of a safety valve for Matthew Stafford. So I wouldn't be surprised if he winds up going over his reception prop of eight and a half, but maybe doesn't necessarily hit it on the yardage, which is set a little bit north of 100 right now. I could see a scenario in which you wind up having Cooper Cup get something like nine catches for 85, 95, something like that sort of yards. Now, with Cooper Cup, I know that his anytime touchdown has really become very trendy. It's why you're actually having to lay juice. If you wind up taking it with Cooper cup and that's because he has scored at least one touchdown in each of the last five games, actually wound up having a pair of touchdowns in that championship game against the 49ers. If there's a way that you're about bet the no on it, honestly, I think that you might be in relatively good form because I do personally like this game in general under the total of forty eight and a half. And I do think that you're gonna see the Bengals really do a good job of be able to zone in on. It's a Bengals secondary that I think is a little bit underrated. I think that Eli Apple is going to be able to have himself a big game. I don't want to be taking a specific will player X wind up getting an interception sort of prop just because then you really get into a roll of the dice. You're really just hoping for lightning to be able to strike and you wind up getting your money that way. I would not want to be necessarily taking that much of a flyer on someone. But at the same time, I do think that it's a Bengal secondary that is going to be able to do a good job of be able to zone in on these guys. And when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously your main guy is Jamar chase. But when it comes to more of these star player props, when it comes to just anything in general with regards to yardage, if there is one star player that I'd be looking over with regards to their yardage, it probably is Jamar chase, just because He's got such a connection with Joe Burrow. You'll go back to what they were able to do in the college football playoff a few years ago. These guys were absolutely electric with that. They wound up having so many reps together while they were at LSU. So I do think that it is a big piece to be able to take a look at. It. And I do think that when it comes to the Super Bowl, being able to take a look at some of those things that they don't necessarily stand out on spreadsheet. They're not necessarily things that they've got intangible numbers attached to them. I think that that's very important. Something like Sean McVay being able to coach in his second Super Bowl we know that it's going to be able to show up that McVay is in his second Super Bowl. How does that affect the way that he winds the game planning? Because if you listen to all these interviews that have been done just all throughout the country on various TV and radio stations, you got to get a feeling that he's going to call this game a little bit differently than he did that first Super Bowl when the Rams wound up taking on the New England Patriots. And I think that that's so much of what you want to be taking a look at with regards to these props. And coming up next... I wanna up running through a lot of these receiving props more through a basic lens. How about if we wind up going a little bit more diverse? And how about if we wind up taking a look at some of these props and how they relate to various markets of college basketball? That's up next right here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network.